0: Hey, this is Andrew Schlecht from The Athletic. The NBA Finals begins on June 6th, and we have you covered at The Athletic NBA Show. Join us Monday through Friday to hear voices like Zach Harper, David Aldridge, Marcus Thompson, Dave DeFore, Sam Amick, and many more. We will have instant reaction shows after every finals game, plus podcasts to
1: take you behind the scenes in between games. Listen to The Athletic NBA Show wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hello and welcome to the Athletic Soccer Show's World Cup post game. We're here talking about the U.S. qualifying for the round of 16 at the World Cup alongside England from Group B tonight. I'm Jack Collins and I'll be your host and joining me is the wonderful Christine Cooper. How are you doing, Christine?
1: What have we just lived through? What have we just lived through? Um, I am still buzzing, but also a little bit is just a relief. I was so riddled with panic and anxiety earlier today which i think seems to have been a bit warranted but um we can all finally exhale a little bit i i feel yeah. like you know what like football is drugs soccer is drugs i i don't it's there's no better high than this but obviously a favorable outcome for the us so here we are happy to be back with you jack
0: it's the breathing afterwards, right? It's the kind of like, whoa, <laughs> right. we've got to we have a couple start of yoga.
1: We need to practice yeah. our breathing and meditation yeah. skills.
0: You know, I was brought in as a, you know, a neutral for all these things. And I found myself so entrenched in this UMNT, USMNT side. I just feel, you know, like so aggressively entwined with them at this point. I, I mean, I picked up sides as, and through this tournament as as I've gone on. But this one, I think, is is one I've stuck to. And it does it helps that Tim Ream and Anthony Robinson are, are in here kicking about. And
1: I commend uh, and you for wins. even trying to maintain neutrality because, quite frankly, my entire life, no matter how neutral I am going into a match, Rest assured, I am aggressively rooting for somebody. Oh, yeah. Even if I don't say it out loud. Like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? Is this yeah. actually an affliction? I latch
0: on to teams yeah. in, in pretty much anything. i will be like, oh, yeah. Marocco, oh, yeah. The mental gymnastics, gymnastics. I'm like, opponent. you know what?
1: He once played for a club team that I liked. And maybe, he's from my hometown. And now I must. My boyhood club that I've never watched in my life. I am passionately. I'm ignited. You must win. Yeah, it's it's insane.
0: Yeah, None of us I mean, are well.
1: <laughs> no, none, none
0: of us are well. This is this this sport has its has its ups and downs, but an up tonight, and I think one that we'll we'll enjoy talking about. We'll start with this US game against Iran, one 0 to the USA. But could and probably should have been more in this first half. A couple of really really good opportunities squandered by the US. A, a real half of dominance. And look, we'll come on to the fact that. It was another game of two halves in some ways, like the Wales game. We'll come on to the fact that there were these kind of changes in the second half that maybe made things a little bit harder than perhaps they needed to be. But let's just take this first half as a, a solo period to begin with. It was brilliant,
1: Christine. I was so impressed with the group performance. Not even, I mean, obviously, leaps and bounds, I'm still completely in adoration of Anthony Robinson's performances. Um, Tyler Adams, again, he is everywhere. He is so smart, so smart um, in just picking out where the balls are going, how they're playing through. Um, we were much, much better uh, of a collection for for even shots. The first one came 10 minutes mark. Um, drastically improved from the prior two had six shots that were reasonably on goal by the, by the 30th minute, I think in this match, um, which compelling evidence to suggest that they may actually know what they're doing. Um, it it was pleasing. I, I really defensively ball movement, um, Dest obviously on the other side, Uh, I think an equal performance to sort of acting as that pseudo winger, um, as Robinson on the other side, very, very effective. I think um, we saw a lot more sort of personality um, dominance out of McKenny. Some of those balls through. Like, I was so happy that you start to get a little bit panicky. Like, is this um, is this our evolution? Is this the U.S. men's team emerging, um, or are they just toying with my emotions and we're going to have that fallout where there's sort of a heartbreak upset of some sort? That, but I was. I don't know. I was riding high through the first half for sure.
0: I think there was lots to like, right? And, and it's, it's easy to ride high on, on a performance like that because there was, there was very little kickback. And, and, and I think if we got to halftime and it had been nil-nil, then maybe you look at that and go, oh, is this another opportunity squandered in that we've been completely dominant? Um, and and then kind of got those strange feelings that you're looking at it and going, oh, are we, we going to throw this away having been so excellent in the first half? So when the goal went in, it did feel like a massive relief, I think, in, in so many ways. Just it wanted, like, to, but like, how, how
1: bittersweet to have it happen at the risk of Pulisic. It, it just, it's very... Uh our luck as a u.s men's side that you know you finally get that that goal which yeah we needed somebody to make that run and go straight through um obviously we don't know what's going on yet with uh, christian's abdomen um hopefully he's okay not the only knock to take it felt like an impact
0: It felt like an impact injury, which honestly, I felt
1: it because I have actually, even more recently, which is a terrible thing to admit as an adult that plays in a co ed league, taken a significant knee to a similar area off of a back post. And I almost couldn't wear pants for the following five days. I was so deeply bruised. I'm not even remotely kidding. So, I mean, (laughs) sympathies to him, but um, I think it's going to be a rest, which. Probably not going to see him starting on Saturday now. Um, my best guess, right? Saturday is the next. Sheesh, yeah, I haven't even looked up for ahead head now. Um, Saturday
0: afternoon. They keep rolling now. That's, that's the yeah. thing. It doesn't rest. It doesn't rest. But um, uh, but look, it's one of those. Look, the big decision, I think, before kickoff that everyone was talking about was Cameron carter is coming in to this defensive line. Um, only big now, change.
1: Right? The only, only big change. Sargent. I mean, obviously,
0: George Sargent came back in as well, but that—that that was the one. Not that as
1: much left. of a surprise as Cameron Carter-Vickers. Um, I think I probably am not in the minority with those who do not regularly watch his club play in saying that I had reservations. Um, I thought that the the better decision would have been to stick with what we had um, the past two matches, at least uh, a little bit more solidity in the back um, was worried about um, some of those things. But I mean, Burhalter even in pre had said, you know, he's more used to these teams that sit deep and that like heavy countering opponent. And so he had um, given him his blessing, which again, I haven't watched his club play as often as you have Jack to even chime in there. I just sort of resolved myself to sit back locked in and watch to see what he had to offer. And I was wildly impressed. Yeah, I
0: mean, this is it, right? So a Celtic are always ball dominant in, you know, pretty much every game they play domestically at the very least, that's obviously in Europe. But I think we've seen him really evolve and, and take that step at Celtic that maybe people weren't sure that he could make. You know, coming, there's a couple of loan spells out from Spurs. It was one of those question marks over whether he was going to make that jump to the big time or not. And I really did think that it, it, was a, it was a risk that Celtic took, and it's been a risk that's paid off. He's been really, really impressive. Yeah, I think
1: South that... Um despite what many would probably shout from the rooftops, um, Greg has made a lot of very calculated risks in terms of what he's been willing to try to push forward. And I think that CCV is one of those. And I think he paid off. I think that, you know, maybe last dash, and I don't want to jump too far ahead into the second half yet, um, fairly unblemished. Um, He's got my signature on the line in terms of, faith in him as a defender going forward for this side.
0: Yeah, well, we have a comment from this. Ty Wagner said, you know, Greg got the big things right. It might be Wagner. I do apologize, actually. Uh, Greg got the big things right and the small things wrong. Game plan was right. Starting CCV was right. Five back line at the end was right. Harji Wright was wrong. Shaq Moore was wrong. Pray for health. And I feel like this echoes quite a lot of your concerns before we just came on air, Christine.
1: Yeah, I had my little uh, my little U.S. men's national team festivist prior to Jack and I jumping on Um I think that I do feel similarly. I think where I perhaps differ, um, I wasn't as, I would say, excited about seeing the shift to the back five as, I guess, as quickly as we had. And I understand the, the decision because with the way that these matches have been played, you don't really know that you're subbing on for potentially 20 minutes stint rather than say like a 10 to 12 minute um that i would have been okay with closing out the match i think that uh the u.s having done that uh iran had shown its teeth they were still ready to go you know for that additional you know 100 minute match that is now becoming far more likely to be the norm than the outlier in this tournament um, I do agree aggressively with the Haji assessment and also Shaq Moore, um, unfortunately or fortunately, depending upon how you look at that. Uh, I think that Shaq Moore uh, now over two matches has shown to be a little bit of a liability that I'm not comfortable with. I would much rather see uh, Yedlin um I know it's very hard. To, we're really managing a lot of the fitness for the players that we're seeing shine. And that's just an, an unfortunate side effect of of this tournament, the, the timing, et cetera. Um, same thing with McKenney. He wasn't healthy leaving Juventus with a quad injury. He's absolutely shined and blown um, a lot of criticisms out of the water, which I mean, he's always my dude. I'm not gonna even pretend to have a, <laughs> a, a completely unblemished opinion of him, but like objectively uh, beautiful ball movement today. Um, that guy got picked a couple of times, but like Iran are largely a second ball team. Um, they also are still like more of a threat in the final third than the US are. So, I, I mean, for what transpired, um, I'm very downvote on Shaq Moore. Um, Haji Wright, I expect a lot more of. I think that he very much was a wilting flower on, on pitch today, um, both just even like off ball. Just there wasn't, there wasn't grit there for me. Um, so he was kind of, anything he did was kind of negated. I, I, don't, I don't see that being uh, another pick for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is it. This is it. It was it, it was good, and there were moments at the end that were a little bit hairy. I thought Zimmerman came on, and yes, while I agree with you that the back five was a little bit long uh, in, in how and how long it had to be suffered for, Zimmerman did really well, headed away
1: everything. Um, agree. Okay. Also and, 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 well, had that critical clearance with the CCV transpiration of that weird possible. I mean, for me, it wasn't a foul, but the fact that we even had to hem up there for a moment and wait with bated breath as to whether or not that ref was going to make that call that late in that match and hand Iran a a pen was. It,
0: I mean, it's ne- it's never a penalty in a million years, right? And th- there's nothing on it. And and I've really enjoyed some. I feel of the like the pregnant the pause,
1: though, Jack. Yeah, the pregnant yeah. pause that goes there gives you that little bit of doubt, where you know, in your in your in the depths of your brain, that there's no chance, but yet. You're now worried, okay? I was panicked.
0: Before they showed the replay, I was like, oh god, what's happened here? This this is a real stressful one. And I saw it, and then I was watching the the kind of it was almost like a role play that they were trying to show the ref what had happened. And I was like, that's just not what went on. I, I've just watched it back, my friend, and I can guarantee you that that's not what happened uh, in the, in the area. So, it was one of those, but once I saw the replay, I was like they're never giving that in a million years. And I think that's the that's the kind of killer there. But, you know, generally I thought especially in this first half, creative. There were some really lovely interchanges of play between the front three. Um, McKenney and Adams pulled strings all night. I thought Eunice Moose was probably the best player on the park, generally, uh, you know, across this whole thing. And the fullbacks were so high and wide for so many And, you know, so much They this played game. the
1: width so well. And, yes. and personal preferences, I, I have to add them in. I love that style of play. So for me, this was perfect orchestration um, a few times they had like you know Sergeant and Wea playing balls off of each other which was beautiful perfect a little bit saucy. Um, I think my only complaint early on was that I legitimately screamed at my TV for way to shoot shoot like that one turnover that he happened to just get a little extra uh, like let me make that one extra pass and it's like no shoot shoot, you're in the box, shoot, play Mm. the rebound. It's likely not going directly to the keeper's hand. Um, Be a little bit more decisive. And I think that that's where they're lacking um, some of that in the final third. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. I mean, but I I think it's growing and I think it's getting better with games. And as we've kind of grown through this tournament in so many ways, uh, you're looking at the US US side and in the first game, yes, obviously there's the goal that comes it's the only real clear cut opportunity, I think, in a game that a dominate for Asia. And then I thought that the US were the better side against England, and I thought today they were the better side against Iran. That that's a massive, you know, result in terms of how this group looks, and and it takes it takes the US to to the round of sixteen where they'll face the Netherlands now. It's not the ideal tie, I, I would say, on, on paper. But equally, the Netherlands haven't been brilliant. You know, the, this is a game where you're looking at a side that is star-studded. Absolutely no doubt about it. And, and there is no doubt whatsoever that the USOMC come into this as underdogs. But you look at their performances. I thought against Qatar today they were fine, but not great. And I, right. I think against I mean, Ecuador, you're still, you still at. have the,
1: the lens of they are playing against Qatar right? I mean, that temper sings a bit, right? I I think that um, if anything, if we're going to move positively from this match, I think that Greg now has all of the notes he possibly could need on each and every player, their strengths, weaknesses, and probably better ways to tweak the usage of subs um, and manage minutes on some of the legs of the other players who are absolutely you know, leveled from just the tenacity of play. Um, I'm not mad at any of those players for that. I think they, they did a great job. Um, I think they probably have to play a bit smarter against Netherlands than they have, you know, some of these other squads, especially demonstrating <laughs> matches like Wales and even this one specifically where you almost have a completely different um story both halves again
0: yeah
1: yeah i I think that that is probably a point of weakness that for me um ice level lingering questions i think that's what will end up killing them because like you cannot continue to play for draws or play holding at just like a one nil it just It gets difficult because you see the brilliance in the first half. The second half, it's so diminished and depleted. Um, All other things aside that you almost argue they have to get it right by Netherlands or it's going to be a do or die situation. There can't really be all that much lofty hope as much as I'd like to be blindly optimistic about um, them traveling deeper into this tournament. I think
0: when you look at this, you look at this kind of game and and you look at the three in general that the US have played, I would say that England are probably a slightly better team than the Netherlands are at this point, or at least have demonstrated within this tournament that they are a slightly better team than the Netherlands have so far. And the US handled England relatively Serenely, I think, yeah. in, in general. And, and that's got to be a massive plus. Um, and you go into this game and you go, right, well, you know, where are they going to attack? They're going to go down that right hand side. That's fine. It's going to be another battle there for, for Anthony Robinson. And, and that's going to be interesting. And, and there's, you know, moments I think Cody Hakpo has scored three wonderful goals in this tournament hasn't done all that much else and 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 i think maybe the fact that he scored some wonderful goals is highlighting a little bit of the fact that you're like he's not actually playing all that well he's just scoring good goals memphis has been off the pace obviously coming back from an injury there's a lot going on with with this dutch team you know daily blind is playing at left wing back i don't like him there I, you mm-hmm. know i think he's a, he's a he's a much better left center back stash flat left back and and maybe they're lacking a bit of forward thrust in those areas It's not been plain sailing. And I think the US can get at this midfield. And if you can get this midfield, that's true. I think
1: think if they continue to stay the course with their most optimal lineups, I think that's, I'm a a thousand percent in agreement with you. And I don't think that um, Netherlands should be that big of a deal. Now, if they get outmaneuvered, if we have um, a few of the weaker players slotted and they get louis van Gaal. then you know that's another story yeah
0: and that can happen and there's also there's no disgrace going out to the netherlands in the round of 16 right. that's, a perfectly, that's a perfectly reasonable place i don't in, think you know,
1: right i don't think that that would be you know like hide your face shaming level right. um of performance but i just i think it needs to be tweaked up a bit we need to not be you know making subs like Check Moore and Haji and maybe not all at once right maybe uh individually in pockets they're protected because of the strength of the other players t- together collectively fine um but this the second half uh, it got way too shaky where it shouldn't have been um in instances for for my liking
0: yeah I think that's fair I think that's fair I mean talking of subs no Gio again um now <laughs> the 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 Talk of a rift has been played down by lots of people in the camp. Um and, and I do wonder if this is just one of those where obviously the hand was forced with Brendan Aronson at halftime coming on for Christian Pulisic. And then at that point when, when he wants to take Tim Ware off, he goes, Right, I'm gonna bring in another centre back. That's that's where I'm going to. And I and I do there but there will be conversation about it because oh, I, know. When these I mean happen,
1: Conversation is probably a very polite and uh, more measured way of describing what will definitely transpire because people like to scream um, across yeah. the internet. They like attention. They like all of the things involved. I think that without hearing- And was a
0: drug. We said it at the top. Yeah, <laughs>
1: without hearing what uh, Greg uh, says in post at the time that we're speaking, I think it's hard to discern yet- um, How many of those specific details that you've those are all reasonable reasons not to or to have geo on you know what i mean like sometimes your plans get disrupted that's part of being an effective manager um making the call to pivot on the fly
0: right yeah right
1: like sometimes it happens so i think that right now it's too hard to say i can't argue that you know geo should have been on because quite frankly what we saw in the first half i wouldn't have changed for a second So I think that it it makes it very difficult to uh, figure out how much of this is actually purely tactical um, and perhaps some maneuvering. Um, And obviously the personal issues that have now been downplayed, this happens a lot. Players have relationships across the board. Like you have to be silly to not think that they all talk in some capacity. Um, it's just you're the Belgium
0: team, apparently. Who apparently none of them speak to each other anymore. Yeah, so I that. mean,
1: <laughs> maybe that's where we need to get to, right? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah. Nobody,
1: everybody's under a gag order. No, um, I, I think that yeah the the unfortunate side of that is that it certainly draws a unnecessary dark cloud over Geo during this tournament that he certainly doesn't need to be contending with. I think yeah, um, yeah. the focus needs to be on the tournament for all of them um, and it's, it's unfair um, for even uh, fans to sort of dive on this idea that you know that's the only reason that he's not playing. I think it it's there needs more clarity there. Um, I'm sure we'll see Gio further in the tournament. Um, it'd be impossible not to. You have you know set rotation but I think for what's been working I don't what arguments do you have?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think we've seen that Aronson is his go-to guy, whether it's as an eight or as a right. wide man, right? And right. so and so like, for him to have to go, you've got 45 minutes here. This isn't a 10-minute change that I can reverse. If you're going to have like, to yank
1: well. Polisic for an injury, and you need somebody for pressing ability and final third help to plug that hole. I have very few arguments that I'd be able to mount against Aronson.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Completely agree. Um, In the other game in this group, which I'm sure that you haven't watched, um, getting wrapped up in it, I I double-screened this. I watched (laughs) watched the score
1: in some of the the match uh, minute by minute for England, and I'm going to tell you that the uh, uh, U.S.-Iran match was so overwhelmingly captivating that I... Correct.
0: No, this was very much the second screen. So, I mean, the, the vague logistics are that Wales weren't very good um and in england kind of cruised past and once they got the first it all opened up two goals in two minutes marcus rash has scored a wonderful free kick uh and then scored a second for the third goal for england which was a really nice run down the side cut back inside and scored with his left foot that's a rarity keep that one in the bank um uh, and, and between them, we you know we saw that going kind of just seal the deal. Harry uh, Kane crossed for Phil Foden, so everyone was pleased with that. I think. It, it oh
1: yes, pleased. that will appease the masses. That's what um, you
0: mean. It's a bit like the Geo Rainy thing, right? So it's yes, the same, the same, yeah, yeah, definitely, thing, but-
1: yeah, yeah. U.S. men's national team is to Geo as Phil Foden is to England, for sure. I think that I heard many, many somewhat violent violent arguments in favor of Foden. So it's nice that that gang got appeased today. Um, Overall, what do you think uh, based on what you watched? Because I cannot even opine. (laughs) Um, Going forward, um, do you think that England look solid?
0: Well, I think we've seen two different Englands, right? So it's the England that played against Iran and the England that played against Wales today. And we've seen the England that played maybe the first half for this game and and, and the whole game against the US. where when there being slow. this
1: bizarro mirror between the US and England at this juncture where you can make um, very vague statements about both squads and not be able to discern who it's about. is
0: <laughs> it's, it, it, it's something, isn't it? It's quite something. Yeah. I think it, it's probably the way. I think England are fine. Um, I, I think that the path they're on puts them on collision course with France. France in the in the quarterfinals. I think right now I'd be hard pushed to I'm see the in high France. Interest. Exactly. So so I'm that's where I'm at with it. But equally I've seen England randomly sort of walk the way through random tournament games before and I wouldn't bet against them winning the odd game 1-0 and, and and kind of getting past where maybe they think they should be but I can't see them getting past France uh, at the moment and Senegal I think we'll, we'll come on to them in, in a minute but Senegal were very good today and I really enjoyed watching them and you know just maybe just maybe there's a shock waiting to to happen there so, so we'll see. Senegal
1: but, and Ecuador were um how do I put this I was elated for Senegal I really I really want to see them just fight, duke it out to the last second. Right. Um, but Ecuador um, really tempered some of the joy because I genuinely feel badly for them. Like, I yeah. hate when that happens. I hate when uh, that I happens. Agree. You want to just be like, yes, yeah, Senegal, suck it, Ecuador. And then you're like, no, I, I actually uh, I'm a little bit heartbroken for them.
0: It's a, it's a really mad one because actually, if if Ecuador had pushed on and won that game against the Netherlands, then maybe we'd be looking at a completely different scenario today and how this right. all played out. Um, but alas, it was what it was. And before we move on to that group, though, there's there's a question here for, from Richard who says, "Being objective, I'm having a hard time understanding the USMNT style of play. There are two fixtures that they should have got a lot more out of, and and I think that that's probably fair." Um, But I think that stylistically, I can see what Behelds is trying to do, at least at the start of games. Um, Although I think there may be questions about how he's ending them.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I do. Um, I think that over the last, especially more recent few years, I think that that has sort of been a goal is to carve out a very specific style to this very young bunch that who will inevitably go on to play more than a few World Cups together, God willing, right? Um, I think that he's gotten most of it right. Um, I think that some of it, you know, uh, I also think that a lot of people that probably watch, um, probably more like European play, are probably frustrated with him and that they want to see that one true striker emerge for the squad. And like, that doesn't happen to be uh, a component of, the style that they're playing in. Um, it's, so. it's Flo
0: Balogun, by the way. It's Flo Balogun. <laughs> New York-born Flo Balogun. There's the answer to the USMNT number nine problem. But Alaska one.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's, that's going to be something I think about later, right? I think, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I I do I think there should have been more that they've gotten out of it? yeah but like again like iran at least like has better chances on paper in terms of finishing than the u.s do so when you're playing sides that are formed like that i mean and i iran aren't the pushover that i think that people thought they were like tarami is like porto forward like he's good he wasn't going to quit hammering um there's a lot of other iranian players um leganji that's like very good at hold up play and things like that like the some of their parts um and yeah like you can argue wales but again like i think that some of that is in fact like our u.s men's national team deficiency in being able to um there's evident strong sides and weak sides they still working through that i also
0: think when you look at the wales game wales got it right second half Right. They they saw where the, the game Inverse was being of what won. happened
1: with the U.S. team, which is ideal if you're Wales.
0: <laughs> but also, I think that they were like, we're losing this midfield battle. Let's go long. Um, Let's get a big man up top and then and, and see if we can stick it to them that way. And it worked. And, and, and therefore, you've got to give some credit to, to Robert Page. And to be honest, he's made a lot of bad tactical decisions as well up that was a very good one and it shifted the game momentum in their favor i think when you look at today's game it was there to be put away in the first half and maybe there was something to be said for coming out second half 15 minutes and hammering it and then coming into the shell rather than just letting the game come on top of you but equally there's a there's an element of that where you know the u.s have gone one nil up twice and in both second halves have then sat back on that lead and gone, right, we can defend this. And, and maybe there's a the question mark to be had there. If you do that against the stronger side, are you going to get punished? And, and, and I suppose we'll see that. I'd argue, the, the yes. But, yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, hopefully this now happening happening twice, at least in succession, um, you have to address that. That's not something that you can keep rolling the dice on, in my opinion. Yeah. But, okay. yeah, so to your point, Richard, um, yes they should have gotten more out of this but also i think that we need to not discount the the sides that they've actually faced um i think we need to give them far more credit than than they've been given
0: yeah no this was this was a you know the hardest group on paper right every side in the in in the world top 20 now i mean whether you've give much stock to FIFA rankings or not, I, I don't personally, but I think that there was there was a fair amount in this group where you go, yeah, England are the, the side that people are going to go right there, probably the best side in the group. And then the rest of it was very tight. And, and that's how it's kind of played out as well between the three three other teams, right? Um, you take out the England results out of this group and everything's very tight. and 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 that's how it was going to be. And so therefore to get out of that group, and I think you can say the same with other groups in this World Cup, the Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon group behind Brazil. You're going, right, that's a, that's a scrap behind that to see who gets out of that yeah. group. Ignore the Brazil results. Scrap between the three of you to get it out. And, and that's going to happen more and more. And, and so to win that scrap, I think, is is something that needs credit in itself. Um, there's another one here from M. Wade. He says, do you think there's a world where Aronson plays an annoying nine role instead of watching Sergeant Ferreira flounder at the top? And uh, not under Behalter, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that's that's going to happen. But I also, I mean... I don't know if I'd call uh, performances by Sergeant and Ferrer floundering. I I, just think, I
0: thought Josh Sargent was very good today, and yes. I have not said that often. And I watch him a lot in the championship, and I, I often don't think he's very good, but I thought he was excellent. Today. I
1: thought he had a great game today. I really did. Um, maybe not um, consistent with past performances, but I don't think that I'd have any any issues with him. Um, I yeah, like I. I don't know what arguments you'd have about his play today. I I really, if you want to argue with me about Shaq Moore, if you want to argue with me about <laughs> like some of the other players today and tell me that they're horrible, I would be inclined to agree with you. But um, I think outside of just having sergeant-specific biases, I I don't no notes for him. <laughs>
0: No notes. No notes. Um, right. Let's come on to the other two games today, which were in Group A. Um, the Netherlands, we've already talked about a little bit. They they beat Qatar 2-0 um, and Ecuador lost 2-1 to Senegal. This Ecuador-Senegal game, and I know you spoke about the kind of mixed feelings, I completely agree with you. Um, I think Ecuador have been absolutely sensational. Um, and, and and looking at and watching them over the course of this tournament, I've just really enjoyed them. They've been a real breath of fresh air in so many ways. And I was worried about this team. You know, I thought it was young. This is obviously the crop that did really, really well in, in the youth tournaments and, and had got to got to various finals and, and quarterfinals and semifinals uh, as a youth crop. And it feels like they were coming of age, but I was worried about where the goals were going to come from. Turns out Anna Valencia's just still got it at tournaments, so it doesn't really matter. But to see them crash out was a shame, and yet the joy of watching Senegal go through was, was something as well.
1: Yeah, I'm very, now I'm just Senegal-focused, very, like, Koulibaly hive, we ride. Like, let's let's see what we got. Um, it's a nice little story with Cissé um, at the helm, um, having captained that side in 2002. <laughs> me being yeah. like, oh my God, I remember that. And now I'm gonna go start drinking aggressively now. Um, it's funny how many moments that you realize some of these players, you know, playing either debuting or otherwise, like early on in my like childhood and life and seeing them including Memo that just are currently making me feel very old or I'm just like, oh, you mean to tell me I have now lived through the rest of this man's career, and he is now managing. Okay,
0: yeah. oh, gonna take it all. He's a young manager. Yeah, man. I mean, two thousand and two is just about the first World Cup I can remember. So yeah, um, I was very Same. much, a, like a, I... very much still a baby at that point. Though. So I'm going to get on that.
1: Good luck. It was very soft brain stuff. Do not ask me about what transpired in the nineties. Um, I probably read about it in a book.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, these the, my 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 things are, are visioned through through watching the DVDs back. I think uh, later through later through life, but this was nice in, in many ways. Uh, Koulibaly scores the winner. Great, great for him after the season he's had. Um, also, he was wearing the captain's armband today with number nineteen on it, and I tweeted about this um, for Papa Bouba Diop, who died two uh-huh. years ago today, um, and who obviously scored Senegal's first goal in that two thousand and two tournament. And I, there was an element of written in the stars that for me that I really really do love enjoy. Um,
1: I don't care what anybody says a collection of football fans world football fans I'll say are we are romantics okay oh, yeah. like, I'm a sucker for a story like that
0: narrative narrative um, FC we ride
1: yeah like um, but that's part of the passion that goes into the sport right um, seeing that and sort of these tip of the hat moments from player to player generationally is um, it's endearing. So yeah, like that certainly adds a special touch too, to a match that you know, they managed to dig out. Just I hope that if anything comes of this, that that Ecuador side isn't so um, deflated due to just this unfortunate bouncing because they are a fiery, talented bunch, and I really don't doubt that we won't see them again for you know next World Cups.
0: I think we'll see them next time, uh, yeah. closer to home soil, shall we say. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'd imagine that they're going to be there, especially with an expanded expanded universe, shall we say. The cinematic universe of the World Cup is expanding uh, to 48 teams for, for the next World Cup. So we're, we're going to have more parties and more, more teams to research. I, I
1: can't even – how? Do you – like, as an aside, I hope everyone realizes the considerable amount of time and research that goes in, like – months leading into and then the crunch once the rosters are actually uh, officially dropped on like our side like i was eat i was dreaming about rosters okay <laughs> like i don't know how i i I'm going to have just like a dictation tool that's like, oh, yes, uh, this is the notes that I took from to be Friday, fair, maybe, or...
0: maybe by next time we'll have them. I've got, I've got, I have wrote 2000 words on Saudi Arabia. I don't think it's, it's possible <laughs> to know more about their squad. Um, not I researching do, I some of
1: the players that don't even have um, a club side is probably one of my favorite things, but not when I don't. Yeah have the luxury of time.
0: (laughs) That's enough about Cristiano Ronaldo, though. Um, We'll move onwards. Um, Netherlands scored twice. Frankie de Jong scored. That was nice. Cody Hakpo, three goals, as we said, uh, across the course of the tournament so far. As someone who has eyes on him all over the planet. But that's a big, this is a big stage for him. And he's taken to it in terms of making his mark, even if the performances haven't always been good.
1: Yeah, I feel like you're always going to get players You know that shine that know that they have multiple eyes on and this is their best possible showcase they can provide um and then i think there's similar ilk that end up you know floundering in here that look pretty poor and do their worst case of pr historically especially for audiences where you know you are just like that olympic watching World Cup watcher kind of gang that are like that player is terrible and it's like no no no, no. I promise and you're I, like I do I go left on left. assume defensive maneuvers roll tape like it's uh it's it's interesting
0: um, yeah no I think I think it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens to Cody Hackpo after this so we shall see but I think with that Christie we we'll probably look about calling it a day i mean i'm just gonna ask you your final thoughts on on the us and and what that was today because it it felt like a white knuckle ride i suppose for the last 20 minutes or so but generally a really impressive performance um one which you can take lots from
1: all in um i feel positive uh not just based on today's performance, but the collection of them that we've seen now, I think it's safe to say that we know uh, who's capable of handling the, handling the workload, um, where we need to make some adjustments, what needs to be fortified going forward. But um, it's good that we haven't, you know, seen anything that would essentially count them out going forward. They they deserve the win today. Um, could there have been more goals that you know people would be you know, salivating over. Of course, we like um, we like goals. Uh, they're fun. They're we joy. Like three, you know? two, four,
0: yeah, it would it right? like the edge the end
1: of the game. As much as you can have an appreciation for a perfectly tactically neutralized match of a nil-nil, um, you want to see goals. Um, I think that I would like to see them be a little bit more dominant, or at least maintain um, some of that grit that we see now. More likely in the first half than the second half. Um, and hopefully, um, in terms of the subbing and whatnot, um, we get more of a rhythm and sense of, you know, maybe we're making these substitutions, we're making these calls to drop more defensively too early based on the added time. And I think that that's been a giant wrench in some of these wheels, honestly. Um, but um, I think as they start to gain that momentum and understanding for what has, does happen, eh. You know, feel um, so good.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I'd just like to point out before we go that the Hoover Dam, as I'm calling them, of Cameron Carter Vickers and Tim Ream conceded zero goals as a partnership. I tweeted this before the, the tournament started. If they uh, if they started together, they wouldn't concede. So here we go. We're, we're they preserve those
1: there. flowers. They do. They really, really do.
0: There we have it the hoover dam they have a name a name for them there to, to, to take with you um for, for today and um, but that's all from us thank you so much for watching today thank you so much to miss christine cooper for joining me
1: thank you so much jack uh as always uh a 10 out of 10 perfectly good time with you now
0: it, it's be. been a real pleasure <laughs> a real real pleasure um and and we get more of these because the us are through to the round of 16 we've and all, I got um, my
1: my gift shirt in the back there <laughs> that is perfectly obnoxious to temper all of my uh more i think measured uh opinion we,
0: indeed indeed <laughs> i've been jack collins thank you so much for watching and listening to the athletic soccer shows world cup post game and we'll see you tomorrow